0: Stop and take a trip down on my block on. When you see hidden potential Young minds sharper than pencil Light. And ain't afraid to speak their mind If they got something against you nope. We standing with you We tackle issues like civic pride Hate will cease to exist Let's put our differences aside From my side to your side From Dutch town to south side From Pimrose to north side From Benton Park to Old right up, North no. the West End to West Side We blessed when we step out nope. We stand down, rise up Stand together, wise up.
1: Wow. This is Stitch Cast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. This
0: discussion taps into an ongoing topic that we've been visiting. Our series on fear, misunderstandings, and hate. Our title today is Neurodivergent, part two, with an emphasis on ADHD. Check out the discussion with our youth alumni. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers.
2: Welcome back to another installment of Stitchcast Studio. This will be part two of our series on neurodivergency. We'll be furthering our conversation on fear, hate, misunderstanding. For those of you who don't understand neurodivergency, Lynn, would you mind giving a quick explanation?
1: Neurodivergency is a natural variation in how our brains function. There is a common misconception that the neurodiversity movement advocates against getting help, but this is not the case. One can recognize that neurodiverse. Emergency is natural, while still acknowledging that it can be a disability, though it is important to recognize that many of the disabling aspects of, of being neurodivergent and are sometimes caused or exacerbated by living in a society not designed for us.
2: Okay, okay, cool, cool. Today, we're gonna try to give you all a, a better understanding of a ADHD and a little bit of a what what uh those of us who who have and deal with it under uh deal with i apologize but um first i'd like to start off by uh giving a quick description on adhd so adhd is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder a chronic dis- uh, condition including attention dif- difficulty hyperactivity and impulsiveness adhd often begins in childhood and can persist in adulthood and it may contribute to low self-esteem, troubled relationships, and difficulty at school or work. With that being said, uh, I'd also like to cover a couple of the uh, things that people may think they know about ADHD that could be a, uh, an opinion and or misconception. So to get started, my first topic, I would like, I would like that to be, uh, not everyone who has ADHD has high energy. Now, when people talk about ADHD, you're usually talking about that really high energy, hyperactive kid in class. That's the person usually pointed out. And usually it's because not, uh, not that they can't pay attention, it's just that they can't sit still. There's a lot of energy in their bodies and they want to do a lot. There's a lot of them to give, you know? But there's also the uh, cases where we have uh, people who are not necessarily affected as much and they end up being a little bit more impaired as in terms of lower energy, lack of focus, and genu- generally just being a little a bit more quiet than most. Would you mind going into uh, detail on those uh, those three types?
1: The primarily hyperactive diagnosis is like you're really impulsive and you're really hyperactive, and you may be okay executive like functioning-wise and focus-wise, uh, primarily inattentive is uh, inability to focus, maybe daydreaming too much. It's executive functioning issues, but without the hyperactivity or, or impulsivity. The most common though is combined type where you deal with all of the above.
2: That's interesting, actually. I don't believe I uh, had a, a knowledge of that beforehand, honestly.
1: Yeah, I did a lot of research it lately trying to find out, find some coping mechanisms because I've been having a lot of trouble this past year and I need to, I needed to do something about it.
2: Yeah, I definitely understand that. That's uh, it's actually one of the major reasons I have the, the, the uh, few talents that I, uh, I'm passionate about. I got into a lot of what I do now because I used to get in trouble at school because I would finish my work, uh, a bit faster than everyone else and have like nothing else to do. So I'd be up talking to a bunch of people, moving around everywhere, and it would get me in trouble a lot and I'd get sent to either like the principal's office, or the counselor's office to like either sit or like just do something with myself for for the next uh next uh hour or so. And I got into the I got into drawing originally. Uh it really helped stimulate me a lot. At one point, I think uh after a uh, I guess, you know, growing a bit out of it and having a bit more control of myself, I kind of lost touch with drawing, but it, at a younger age, it was definitely one of the uh, major, major coping mechanisms I had with, with it.
1: Another misconception that I want to address is that ADH is primarily going O-squirrel. Like, that can be part of it for some people, but it's much, much more than that. It can feel like you want to do a task, you have the motiv- motivation to do that task, but it sometimes it feels like you might as well be cutting your fingers off. You know you can do it quickly, but your brain does everything; can't stop you. Also, it's not an inability to focus all the time. ADHD people oscillate between in. Hyper focus, which is being able to focus on one single thing for hours on end and not being able to focus at all with not a whole lot of in between. All
2: right, um, so I would like to uh talk a little bit more on the uh the focus and of ADHD and how it uh it can affect uh your brain. I'd like to start by saying many people with ADHD struggle with short term memory. Like they can remember where they grew up, but like not what they were just talking about three minutes earlier. And it's a it's a pretty annoying thing to deal with, especially if uh, you're a very, like, active person, as in you're doing a bunch of things at once or maybe you're a parent, you know, like having a bunch of things on your plate and you may remember the very first uh, couple of things on your list. And then by the time you get down that list, you have no idea what you're doing or why you're moving around in the first place.
1: <laughs> yeah, I also... Have problems remembering to write things down or remembering that I wrote things down in the first place, it's annoying.
2: Truly, I uh, I try, I have a um, I actually have like a uh, I have like two sets of calendars. I have a uh, the Google calendar set up, and then I downloaded this uh, this calendar app to like push some notifications and stuff because like I don't, I check my email a lot, but like I don't um. I don't go through enough to, like, know what I would be doing if I had, like, a, a for-the-day to-do list unless, like, I was going be going, you know, uh, task by task. But it's definitely good to have some type of organization or a system set up so that things like that aren't as much of a problem because depending on the person, it can really be uh, an issue. Or uh, you could be the complete opposite. And instead of uh, having issues with uh, the short-term memory, You could quite literally just have way too much on your plate. You'll be the person that stacks a bunch up and tries to finish it all, but usually puts a bit too much uh, uh, more than they can handle. I feel like I'm actually in like the middle of those, to be honest.
1: Another thing that may affect memory or focus is sometimes we Start daydreaming uncontrollably, and we could like miss what you just said or miss what instructions or what we're supposed to do, and that can be just as annoying.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I, I space out a lot. Like, I-, I honestly, I feel like I used to, I used to daydream more as a kid, and now I literally just completely clock out. It's like <laughs> a nice two to three minutes of huh? What'd you say? Because. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, I, I guess I would have to look more into it because like that's really something I actually like don't, I don't have like a a system for or like something like to directly combat it.
1: Yeah, I'm struggling on that end too. Like I, I get lost in my daydreams and it's, I'm trying to curb them, but it's a challenge. What kind of te- coping mechanisms could you use? To be honest, uh, I'm still trying to work that out oh, for myself. I'm, I don't know what works well and what doesn't quite yet.
2: Yeah, I don't have, I don't have one for myself either. I was told originally to try like, uh, even though like sometimes it may like be or sound rude, like to just like. Uh, vocalize whatever you're thinking. That way, like, you're not necessarily ruining your train of thought. And it also doesn't look like you're ignoring the person. It's just like, you kind of have to say what's in your head at the moment, get it out, and then you should try to get back on task. Uh, depending on the person, you know, that can work. Uh, like I said, for me specifically, it wasn't a, it wasn't the best, but I, I'm definitely still working on trying to figure out ways to cope with that specifically. I think uh, um, another important thing to uh, to touch on is that ADHD can uh, look completely different at different different times of your life. You could be uh, one. You could be in one uh, like uh, complete uh, category of what ADHD is in one point, and then get older and like completely experience an entirely different uh, lifestyle. You can go from being extremely timid to being extremely outgoing out of nowhere almost. And when I say out of nowhere, I, I kind of do mean that because like there's times where you could look up and like realize like you're doing something completely different to what you're used to, but it feels normal to you. It's almost like your your mindset shifted unwillingly
1: yeah i've noticed that a little bit like i've always been combined type but i have been more impulsive lately than i would usually be like that's gone worse this past year
2: yeah um with that i would say uh being self-aware self-aware is very important you know like sometimes you don't uh a, a lot of people, honestly, like a lot of people aren't really self-aware. They uh, they kind of go based on like what they see or what people are uh, what people tell them. But when uh, the more you like assess yourself, the easier it is to uh, be keen on things like that or at least be prepared. Uh, I know some people uh, they kind of keep like logs of like traits that they uh, they feel like either could be like uh, like having like a pros and cons list of what your uh, your traits are. What you do like, what you don't like, what you like to work on, things like that. Uh, it could help uh, progress the change of your personality, as well as uh, keep you prepared for uh, another change in your personality.
1: Next, I would like to talk about ADHD medication. There is a misconception that it all that. ADHD people seeking medication or addicts or just want speed, but that isn't the uh, the case most of the time. It, it, ADHD medications affect neurotypicals and ADHD people in different ways. Well, it makes it neurotypicals is kind of high end like way, way, way too productive it brings ADHD people to the normal level everybody else is.
2: Could you you elaborate on that a little bit?
1: So ADHD medication usually, but not always comes in the form of stimulants. ADHD people have a dopamine deficiency and this is where the stimulants help. They raise the amount of dopamine available in the brain and that kind of if, ups our levels, so we can in, in focus okay, better, maybe sit still a bit better. Uh, although I want to know, it does affect everybody a little bit differently. Too much dopamine is not good, and that's why neurotypicals have that a bad reaction, but we have uh, a different reaction to it, but too little obviously is not good either because that exacerbates our symptoms. Now I want to note that it, we do, ADHD people may go through what is called the honeymoon period, which affects us almost like a neurotypical for the first week or two. Uh, A lot of parents of ADHD kids will rely solely on the medication and when the honeymoon phase wears off, uh, the kid goes back to their old habits and it seems to stop working. So they up the dose or move to stronger stimulants. But in reality, this is problematic. This could end up with a kid being on a higher dose than they really need. What you, what, how it needs to be treated is the ADHD kid needs to be taught a variety of coping mechanisms before they start me- medication. During the honeymoon period is when they need to really focus on implementing it to the best of their ability. And when that honeymoon phase starts wearing off of uh, the, a kid would be able to do tasks better than they would be off the medication. But therapy alone isn't always enough. And, and the medication makes it possible to do things, that the kid may not otherwise be able to do. I want to add that there is a non-stimulant medication called Intuniv that really works well when combined with both stimulants and dopamine and noreferene reuptake inhibitors, which is another kind of non-stimulant medication available to ADHD people. It can be used to keep the kid on a lower dose of a stimulant. Although it is weak on its own, I would not recommend relying on intuitive by itself. Now the other uh, treatment available, these are medications like Wellbutrin, and they can be used is for people that don't react well to stimulants or can't take them for other reasons. Now, I want to also add that it's always important to listen to the individual uh, on how the medication affects them. For many, stimulants help. For some, um, they need non-stimulants and some can't use
0: medication at all. Hey everybody, you know what time it is. It's time for our Pick the City Up art interlude featuring our youth guitarist, Alexis Burke. Check it out.
2: Me being someone who's uh personally never uh, uh taken any medication for this specifically, I would say uh I don't have a um a, a broad understanding of uh causes and side effects and whatnot. But what I would uh, what I would say is I know there were uh there were times where like I've been like having somewhat of like a an, an episode I would say and like I was just like way beyond controllable. Where I feel like there were uh, that could have been something that could have been done medically, but uh, without that knowledge uh, beforehand, I would I wasn't able to help with it.
1: Yeah, I did forget to add. Uh, not all stimulants are equal. Some are weaker, some are stronger, and and each person reacts to each stimulant a different way. And it can be tedious to find the right one. But just because you had a bad reaction to one doesn't always mean you're
2: going to have a bad reaction to another. I'll say, uh, a lot of the times, honestly, especially like uh, o- older like movies and uh, news reports and whatnot. Like again, it was kind of it, it was kind of a scene at one point. Like there was like one type of person with ADHD, and that was like the extremely hyperactive child that was just running around and acting crazy everywhere, and like. I can't stress this enough like that is not everyone and and for in, in most cases that's not ADHD uh some some kids honestly are just like really high energy that's not like a disorder there's nothing wrong with that and also in other cases some kids just you know may or may not have home training like uh I need I, I would like that to be understood because uh I, uh me me personally like I, I dealt with that a lot in school like even before I was actually diagnosed like I would, uh, I would get looked at differently simply because I had a bunch of energy. This was before I showed signs of any uh, attention issues, before any like focus problems. And like, because of my grades, like it was all, like I, I wasn't even like looked at to be diagnosed with anything. I just seemed like I was acting out most of the time.
1: One misconception is that ADHD people always have bad grades and that's not always the case.
2: Oh uh, yeah, my, my grades were like really good in school. Like my my biggest, literally like all of my parent teacher conferences were like, oh yeah, he passes his tests, but like he never stops talking, or oh his grades are good, but he's he's very disruptive. Like it was it was always a pro followed uh, followed after by uh, by a con.
1: Yeah, I did pretty terrible remembering homework and doing my assignments, but. It, I did test really well, like, exceptionally well. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't
2: think that was actually an ADHD thing. Like, I don't know what it is, but I, like, I don't think my body has ever liked homework. Like, I never understood the concept. I was like, we're back home now. <laughs> like, what is the purpose of this? Like, I felt like, oh, like homework, studying, like, I feel like all of those things actually made, uh, made uh, my academic life harder. Like whenever I studied for a test, I actually did significantly worse than when I would just go home and go to sleep, honestly.
1: Yeah, because you're spending so much energy. It's just like, for me personally, I remember what I read, I pick up the information. And even though I don't do any of the assignments and I just did the tests and did pretty well on those. I think our brains were a bit better in crisis mode. Like I could procrastinate and like do all oh, my oh, a semester's worth of homework in the final week of the semester, and still like kind of get my grades back up.
2: Yeah, that, that's that's actually like me now. I uh, I just recently started college, so like th- I, I I found out this is the environment I've wanted my entire life. <laughs> like we have like weekly assignments. Everything's put up at the beginning of the week. Well technically uh everything's are like already put up. Like we just kind of see it in terms of the week or whatever. But like I have all of these things that are like due by Sunday. And like Monday and Tuesday, I'll look over it and I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do. Wednesday, I'm like, all right, I'll do some reading. Let me see. Thursday, it's like, ah, it's the end of the week almost. What should I do now? <laughs> it's like, I literally, like, I'll, I'll wait until almost Thursday, Friday to finally start working on assignments, and then by Saturday, i probably have, like, two or three left, and it's like, all right, it's, it's, it's 10 p.m., I got two hours left, let's do it.
1: <laughs> I just really we kind of got distracted, we're talking about inaccurate media depictions, Another media depiction I want to touch on is that, oh, squirrel thing. Like, that's not all ADHD is. If that was all it is, my life would be a lot easier. But that's, like, just basic surface level thing. It's not always, oh, squirrel. Sometimes it's zoning out. Sometimes it's that we remember. But like I said, doing things is like chopping our fingers off.
2: Yeah, it could also uh, it could also be having a, a bunch of energy one second and then wanting to go home and take a nap the next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so relatable. Like, like people,
2: people hear those types of things, they're like, "Oh, depression." It's like, nah, man, I'm happy. I just got, <laughs> I gotta go to sleep.
1: <laughs> I think in my case, though, I just wear myself out bouncing off the walls, and it's just like eventually, I'm out of energy and. I got to
2: go to sleep. Yeah, for me, depending on, it's it's really depending on the day. Cause like some days I'm extremely physical and then other days I'll spend all of my energy, like thinking. And by the time I want to do something physical, I'm so drained mentally, my body doesn't want to cooperate.
1: Yeah, that's relatable. So um, if you had a child that was experiencing early development of ADHD, what kind of tips would you give the parents to
2: uh, take care of the child and support them? All right, so for me personally, the first thing I would say is be patient because uh, one, not understanding what's going on already there. I mean, there is a, a cause for frustration. I, uh, I do understand at times. But uh, to, to be able to uh, stay patient and be able to watch what your child does and how they react to certain things is very important because doing that first Will help you decide on how you want to help them. So you may have a, a child that's a, a bit more uh, hyperactive than most, but they don't like doing hands-on things. So that means maybe they want uh, stim- to uh, maybe they want to uh, be mentally stimulated. So in, uh, this, for that specific child, you'd get you know more books uh, or like a, a Kindle tablet considering the times weren't. <laughs> or you'd have the, uh, the child who may be a bit more quiet but likes to be more hands-on. Uh, with that child, you'd uh, like to give them like hobbies, things that would help them uh, be physically stimulated in terms of like uh, maybe like acting figures or uh, video games or maybe uh, 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 going out and playing uh, sports or just playing outside in general can help them uh, get that energy out as well as help them keep their, their mind stimulated versus just Doing a bunch
1: of idle tasks. Also, do a lot of research. Uh, I want to recommend this YouTuber called How to ADHD. Uh, she has a lot of helpful old tips and information on ADHD and can be a really good starting point for understanding it. And also, get your child's. and note my earlier tip about the combination of therapy and medication and also don't punish your kid for exhibiting ADHD traits like being too hyperactive or not getting their homework done that can be traumatic instead try to oh. Reward them when they do do it and be patient because it takes time to get to the point where we can do things consistently and some of us may never be able to consistently get things done. We need patience, not to be punished for something that we can't help.
2: Definitely. Take your time.
1: Oh, um, other than medication, what can be done to help ADHD people? Uh, Sage, can you ask a question along those lines? Yeah, of course. Uh, Other than therapy and medication, what else can you do to help people with ADHD? So there isn't a ton of research on this subject yet. One thing I found that helps me personally is eating a balanced diet and getting plenty of exercise try to eat carbs in moderation as that can exacerbate brain fog a little bit and try to eat a good amount of protein especially in the morning exercise and eating a balanced diet cannot treat adhd alone but combined with meds and therapy can help a lot that said it's easier said than done A lot of the time, I'll just think I can go exercise later or cook later. And sometimes I don't even have the energy to cook to begin with. A lot of the times, I will just eat ramen or frozen dinner, and I just won't exercise. All
2: right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed listening. This has been another Stitchcast Studio podcast. Once again, this was part two to our uh, series in neurodivergency hopefully we have a lot uh, a lot more of these in the future this was a really great discussion and i hope you all learned a lot if you'd like to learn more go to storystitchers.org and get that information
1: (laughs) also do check out uh how 280 on youtube her videos are awesome all right, and we out.
0: Thank you for listening. We want to give a very special shout-out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. Story Stitches is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, the Lewis Prize for Music's 2021 Accelerator Award. Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitches Youth Programs was provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2021, Lust Corporations, the Charity Pot, and March for Our Lives, Aid, and Allowance. They say who we But you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.